Hey, I am back with another episode of the Wholesome Black Man Podcast. I hope you guys had a good week. Uh, a few things happened and has been going on with me over the, since the last time I'm talking to you. But I'm beyond excited to reach out to you guys. Um, like I said, I'm in a good mood. And, you know, life is just going. You know, sometimes life, you get the ebbs and flows. Sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. Um, I'm just feeling in a real good mood, so... I don't know. I'm I'm on a high right now, and I'm just going to keep with it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, like I said, a few things have been happening for me. Uh, things seem to kind of fall in my way, and that's just because I have, I think, it's because I've been more decisive. I have some things coming down the pipeline um, that I'm excited about. Uh, now, they're not all the way finished yet. It's going to take a lot of work to get it done, but... It's looking promising, so hopefully the next coming months I can share a little more with you. I kind of want to keep things close to the vest um, right now. But yeah, um, yeah, like I said, I'm in a good mood. I just want to go ahead and get into the show. I want to talk about a kind of very topic-heavy um, pop culture kind of show today. A um, few things that have happened. Um, so... Big thing uh, that I want to get into first topic is President uh, Biden caught the COVID, y'all. Luckily, he's been backed up. Um, so they say he's been experiencing mild symptoms. Uh, not gonna, not gonna take him out. Older man, um, older people are more susceptible to it. So just good to hear that you know he's not gonna die from it or he's not in any kind of bad shape because. Regardless of how you feel about people, I'm just the type of person I don't want to hear about somebody getting sickly and and sicker and then dying. And I'm not the type of person that revels in that. Um, and that's just for my humanity. I don't want to be that type of person like to get you know to be in a good mood when I hear somebody dies. And that's just how I view my humanity. Some people can do it and you know keep keep their humanity. I'm just not one of those people, so if you're always, if you are that type of person, I'm not saying anything against you. I'm just talking about for me. Um, but yeah, so he last week they say he caught COVID. Um, but mild symptoms. He's been quarantining, um, doing what he can. Um, that's what we have a vice president for. So when things like this do happen and a president is indisposed, they can pick up the slack. So that's a good thing there. But yeah, I'm just glad to hear that he's okay. Um, regardless of how you feel about him or what he's doing or quote unquote not doing, uh, president is a hard job, and he's doing a lot better than Trump. So, and people don't like to put that part out there. They always, you know, talk about what he's not doing. But at this point, I was just when I voted, I was just like, even if we get a little bit better than Trump, that's good. I take a little bit better. Uh, if I can, I would like a lot better. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes in life and in government, in this nation, you have to take the little wins as opposed to the big wins. Um, that's not a reason why Roe v. Wade was overturned. They spent so much time getting little wins here and there in terms of getting Supreme Court uh, justices, the Republicans, getting their judges in place, winning elections in their states. And then all of a sudden they could overturn something that's 
a law that's 50 years old. And now we're looking to try to overturn their decision in a matter of months. And if you know anything about law in America, um, about how laws are put in place, it will probably take at least two or three years before we can overturn the ruling on Roe v. Wade. And that is a fight that we need to be taking in because even as a Christian, I do have my feelings about abortion, but I do understand it is a woman's right to choose their body. And this is government trying to have say so or have dominion over our bodies. And that's a slippery slope. Um, when they did have, when this government had rule over black bodies, um, it was slavery. Basically, and basically, what that was, it just it was just saying, a hey, black people aren't considered human, or in the context of the law. So, I'm always anytime I see a law that kind of has to do with a person's body or what they can and cannot do with it, I always get, you know, I always cringe because as a black man, I know, and as a black person, I know what that means in this country. But yeah, that's. Uh, that was a tangent, but uh, yeah, again, I just like to see that President Biden is doing good. Again, regardless how you think about him, I just think he's doing a better job than Trump, and that's all I really wanted. I'm not the type of person that complain about about this because I know how jacked up the American politics is. You just have to get little wins, on, you know, little wins here and there, and then eventually you'll get big wins. Um, one thing that was upsetting that I've seen, uh, and again, this is just all that's happened last week in terms of the pop news. You've seen it and had it talked about ad nauseum, but, you know, this is my podcast. I want to talk about it, so um, Sesame's Place um, have affiliation with the kid uh, show Sesame Street. It's in, um, basically, it's a parade that's in Philadelphia, uh, and... A lot of the characters have been treating the black kids wrong, y'all. And even though it's not surprising in this country, it's always upsetting. Like you talk about basically cartoon characters or kids' characters, you know, just treating, you know, basically it's just you're there to do a job and then make kids feel good about themselves. And then you see, uh, do you see a difference of how white children are treated opposed to children of color? And in this particular um, instance, because the ones I've seen, it's been black kids. I haven't seen too many of the uh, Latinx community or any other community that has that was experienced what uh, our children were, were experiencing. But yeah, so I think the name was Rosita. Um... It's been a while since I had to watch Sesame Street, y'all saw him. I forgot most of these names, but Rosita, the person that was in the um, costume, there's plenty of videos on it. Hugs a white child, high-fives a white woman, and then ignores a black child. And then there was one where it was uh, Bert, I believe, basically, uh, looks like slapping kids across the place. Not hard, but, you know, still disrespectful enough. And... It's upsetting and instantly it kind of, I don't, I might as well say the word, triggered, triggered me because 
as a black man growing up in America, as anybody black, um, or most people that are black, most people, that are people of color, you have probably seen racism happen in your life as a child where you visibly see there's a difference between how am I treated as opposed to somebody else. And the only thing that I can see is a difference in, in skin colors. Like if I'm in a event and a person's right next to me in the same event, they shouldn't get any other treatment, any different treatment from me, or I should get any different treatment from them. Unless, of course, if I'm acting out of order, if I'm acting a certain way, but if we're having the same mannerism, same actions, there should be a uh, exact level of treatment. And it's just sad because constantly our, our children, uh, black children, have to deal with this. Um, have to go into schools and when they get upset with something or something happens to them and they show a emotion or they have a reaction to it, it's instantly they're a troublemaker or their actions get treated so much worse than other children. Um, black children have a higher rate of going to detention, um, get suspended, in school suspension. And and people, I know there are some people out there be like, oh yeah, because, you know, black kids are more rowdy or kids are rowdy. If you don't, most kids are rowdy. Most kids are basically just filled with energy and they're learning life. And a lot of times children, black, white, any other ethnicity or race, um, they're learning how to manage their emotions. So I, I don't never really be too mad with children when they have a, emotional reaction or they kind of act out of order or they because when they know they navigate in life and how they should act and how they should conduct themselves and I always take that with a grain of salt because when I was that age even though I was a I'm an introvert so I was always a quiet kid up in the corner but I always understood that people don't are not going to act the way that I would want them to or that I expect them to act they have their own feelings. They feel their own ways about things. And instead of just dismissing them, if you take the time to hear them out, you usually get a better response to them. But it seems like for black kids in general, we did, you know, they don't get that. They don't get that same kind of grace in life. And it's always upsetting. It's always, um, yeah, it's always just upsetting to see. Again, shout out to those parents because they conducted themselves right. Even though I am an introvert, but like I said, I don't have kids, but I can only imagine like if I had a child and I see that they're excited for something and then the thing that they're excited for um, or the event they're excited for in that event, if they get mistreated, oh, I will understand if one of those parents would have went up to one of those characters and ripped the head off. Like, I wouldn't even... People talk about how Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. I would probably be like, I would have been trying to uh, slap the uh, Burt character. But, yeah, that's just one thing that I've seen. It's all over social media. And... I'm getting a little bit more comfortable trying to farm for content now. Um, but... This week has been wild in terms of, you know, 
finding topics to to talk about and I don't know what it is because how setting up my social media or how I'm following people to get these um to get these topics or finding these topics or whatever but social media has been on one last week um there was I'm not sure and I'm not even sure if the, how to even come into this because I'm not sure whether it's because the dating game is so trash if if it's just rough out when it comes to seeking and pursuing relationships. Um, but, oof. Um, stumbled across this article uh, um, about vabbing and seen a video of, um, I guess she's a YouTuber, Shea Booty. Uh, she's a, a YouTuber, a sex health um, type person. And, the first time I heard this um, word and heard this concept, um, apparently they're trying to um, promote vabbing. I'm not sure if you ladies have heard this before. Um, if fellas, you heard this before, but um, to try to attract a uh, mate, uh, they are her. They are, I don't want to say encouraging, but not you know, having the disapproval of women using their vaginal secretion as a perfume, if you will. Because uh, apparently the pheromones has a, will trigger a response into, I guess, men or, because it didn't make it clear if it was just men, if it was other women, uh, in terms of finding someone, I want to say, more attractive, but getting more attention. The pheromones will trigger a response to um, allow certain, I guess, women to be more approachable to, I guess, get more attention. And I'm just hoping that it's not true because it's so wild. I'm like, because I can't imagine um, using my body scent. Uh, from a certain area of my body to attract a woman. I honestly think <laughs> um, they probably will have the opposite effect. But yeah, vabbing has been, you know, it's, because I don't want to say gross, but it's just, it just seems so wild and out there. Like, I find that hard to believe that somebody is actually doing it. But it's on the internet. Um, maybe there's that one, one person that tried this somewhere. Um, but yeah, vabbing, and I just kind of think it's more towards the times that we're in. It's so hard to do relationships nowadays. And I'm not saying it wasn't hard back, you know, 10 years ago, even in our parents' and grandparents' time, but it's just so different. Like, to find somebody to um, to get attention nowadays, it's so hard because... Again, social media, we all have phones in our pockets. Um, it's almost like a competition is always going on into place. Um, it's hard to find somebody who is genuine in terms of, hey, I like you and I want to pursue something with you. It's Now it's more of, I like you, but just so I won't get played, I'm going to have 
two and three options or I'm going to have something in my back pocket. And for me, if you're looking to be in a committed relationship and marriage is you go, that's not a mindset you could take into that. If like your ultimate goal is um marriage, you have to get to a point where it's like, okay, when I find somebody that I like, um, once I kind of go through the talking stage of process, I have to make a decision about do I want to pursue this person? Do I want to be with this person? Um, not basically um, comparing of old or being hesitant. You have to be like, yo, this is how I feel about you. Um, even though I don't know what's going to happen 10 years, a month, down the down the line, um, but I'm really willing to commit to you, and it's a lot less of that going on right now. Cause again, it's just more of I like you. I want to see where this goes, but I got options, and it's hard to get people to really like to engage in a monogamous relationship. And honestly, I'm kind of cutting out dating for a while, so. I am so glad I'm not going to deal with that anytime soon. But I know eventually when I get back out there, that's going to be a, a headache that I have to deal with. So I think it's just because people are trying new things to uh, hopefully attract that soulmate, I guess. But, you know, if you do vabbing and, you know, it works out for you, um, they have insurance for relationships now. I'm not sure if this is a real thing, but... <laughs> I've been trying to do this research. I just haven't found anything concrete. Um, but there, apparently there's what's called a heartbreak insurance fund. And a big... <laughs> yeah, this is... Uh, this was funny to me because... Is it so bad now when it comes to relationships that you need insurance on your relationship? It's not even not like prenup, I guess. Because prenup, when it has to do more marriage. And this, I guess, is just more of your dating... Someone, but the whole premise is uh, for five hundred dollars a month, so that's two fifty each side. Um, you basically buy an insurance for your relationship. So if someone cheats, <laughs> um, if someone cheats, basically the pot goes to the person who got cheated on. So basically, five hundred dollars a month uh, times twelve. <laughs> Dang, that's about what, six grand for, you know, yeah, about a year, about six grand. So you date somebody for a year and all of a sudden they they break up with you. I mean, they cheat on you and you've been, you know, y'all been giving to that pot faithfully every month. Uh, even though it's such you got cheated on, but you do walk around with six grand. I'm like, uh, how do you, one, how would you even legislate that? Because... What if you're the type of person like, okay, I know this relationship is going to go as far as it can. So, I'm going to intentionally be getting on this person's nerves so they will cheat on me. So, that way I can get the money. So, like I said, I don't think it's real. I just saw an article um, and I've been trying to do research on it, but I haven't found anything concrete on it. But that is just the whole idea. Like, relationships are so, well, I ain't going to say relationships. The dating game is so treacherous now to... You need to have insurance on your relationship before you even get married. Because, again, this is not like a prenup. I can understand a prenup. Uh, if you're coming into a relationship with significantly more 
within your partner and you want to keep certain things protected, I actually completely understand that. Like if you had a business before you had this partner and you want to make sure you keep that business or you own the home, you want to make sure you keep that home. That that makes sense. I'm I'm good with that. But it's just so bad that to a point where we need insurance for dating now. Well, I ain't gonna say we because I'm like I said I'm not I'm not dating right now, but <laughs> yeah, it stretches out in these streets. So all I can say is be safe, make the good decisions on who the person you're people or persons you are dating. Uh, make sure they have high character because. If not, you could be, you might want to look into some heartbreak, uh, look into a heartbreak insurance fund. Um, and speaking of relationships and relationships, uh, goals or advice, um, a very, a very, almost, almost a prominent, a fairly prominent, uh, spokesperson in that in that arena when it comes to relationships or giving advice to men and women. Um, Kevin Samuels. Kevin Samuels. Um, you know, first to do, I personally not a big fan of him. First, he was the type of dude that talked down about women and what they need to be doing better. Uh, he also did it with men too. I'm not going to be, um, I'm not going to act like he didn't but my problem with with him is he switched up on it cuz he started off talking about what men need to do and what um how we need to be better but then ultimately he realized that's not getting any traction so in my mind I think he started to become more a troll to get the um clicks to get the engagement the retweets um the traffic to his sites and to his podcast. Um, often telling women like how they might not be of how be worthy of a quote unquote high value man, which is a man who has money, who has status. Um, I'm not the type of person who believes one person because they have status and money, they are of higher value. I actually don't think anyone is higher than uh, any other person. I think people can ultimately do better in life but when it comes down to it um you bleed just like I bleed um you live life just like I live life we have a day when we were born we have a day when we die so until you find a person that can skirt those rules and for me um, Jesus is the only one (laughs) that I found that that skirted those rules you are no better you know worse than uh another person According to life now, your deeds and actions, you know, that's different. Now, if you're doing uh, insidious things and you're not living your life um, in an upright way, you're always trafficking hurt or you're doing somebody grimy. Like, that's different. But just to be like a person that's outright better than you or better because they have a higher status or have high mo- higher um, monetary gains, I'm not with that. But, yeah, he's the type of person that's basically set off the gender wars that I see on social media between black men and black women. Um, Turns out, people was, he died recently, and people was wondering what he died from. Some saying cancer, some saying AIDS. And it's looking like it's been hypertension. 
And it's kind of ironic because in his in his trafficking of advice to young ladies, and if those young ladies was heavier set, um, he will often criticize their weight and them being unhealthy as a way for them to tell them how they are not deserving of a good man. But here he is. If this is being true, because this is just what's being reported. Hypertension, meaning higher blood pressure. You got higher cholesterol. And if you see the dude, he's a skinnier, you know, thinner man. It look, He would look like he is healthy. And it's just one of those things where you can't go by what somebody looks like in terms of how healthy they are. And it's, and in this society, we do do that. Um, I think it's more because of how doctors um, kind of push it out there. They, you know, all the stats said if you are heavier, you do you are in a higher risk of hypertension and other health risk. But it's just one of those things where it was funny. Like this man made a whole career of telling people that they're not worthy or telling people because they look a certain way they can't get um, love or they can't have a certain kind of relationship and again if this is true him having hypertension like you was talking about how somebody's not healthy but yet you're not healthy in your own self and it's one of those things where it was just People like that I always give kind of a wild birth because I'm like, if you're talking so hard of, against a person, I feel like there's some area in your life that where you're trafficking and you're not up, up on game or you're not up to par, but you got some holes in your life. And when I say holes in your life, I'm saying like you're not living on par with the mor- moral morality of society. Like there's some area in your life where, okay, if I got to know you and peel back, I know you're probably doing something rotten because it's just something about those people that I just can't really mesh with. And again, I think it's just because of, to me, when I heard him speak, it was always, he tried, to me, he came off as he was, had a superiority over people. And I just don't like that myself when it comes to that. And two, I am also sensitive to black women. Anytime I hear a man in particular uh, basically say something disparaging towards black women um, and it kind of rubs me the wrong way because when I can I can differentiate uh, a critique as opposed to you just being outright negative like those are two different like it's even in the tone of your voice I can tell you're trying to be have a constructive criticism or you're just trying to Gaslight. Like, we get like the normal person you could usually tell in the turn of their voice. And a lot of times, it's just more of. I don't think he was fair to black women in particular. Because he, he did go harder at black women. He, and again, he did do the same thing for black men. But what made him famous was him being disparaging towards black women. And I'm doing this podcast thing and. Not saying I'm I don't want to get big and of course I always want to grow this, but I'm not gonna do it in a way where I have to disparage my black sisters. Like if that's the cost for me to, to grow this platform, this platform will stay exactly where it's at. And I am cool with that at any given time. But 
yeah, it's just one of those things where I found that funny. Um, again, going back to what I was saying earlier, I don't like to wish, uh, I don't like to wish death on people. And I don't like to, you know, be celebra- be celebrating someone's death. That's just not how I roll, but it's just one of those things where I did find it funny where it's like, okay, in your life, you're disparaging to a certain group of people. And then in your death, um, people are are wanting to have a certain respect for this person where he didn't have a respect for these other people in life. So it's just one of those things where it's like, if you want, and it's kind of hard to say, if you want to be respected in in death, you have to be respectful in life. You just can't be talking all types of trash to people and then when your day ultimately comes, people like don't speak ill of the dead, uh now that don't that don't too much fly no more. But yeah, that was just something that happened. And speaking of another thing that happened, just um y'all I want y'all to be careful of how y'all buy y'all food. Um apparently Again on tip on TikTok there is uh Pink Sauce, the Pink Sauce Lady, aka Chef uh P uh P uh P I I. Um I guess it's see the P or Pi. I don't I don't know. But um young lady promote her brand. Um that's what social media is for nowadays. Nowadays not for actually reaching out and finding people's more of Growing your engagement and basically building your brand, um, but she was passing herself off as a chef and have this um special sauce that she made called the pink sauce, and apparently y'all, um, she, she's not a chef. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's one of those things where you can just kind of brand yourself and. Any kind of way online, because um, you could call yourself, but you, uh, without actually going to culinary school, um, again with you know, TikTok and social media, you just basically chef. When you say chef, it's like, oh, I just cook good. My brand is I'm a good cook. Not that I actually went to school, which some do, a lot of them do, but um, that doesn't necessarily mean um, that they actually went to school for it. But yeah. So she has this pink pink sauce, which to me it looked like a mix of like a ketchup ranch um type of texture, but it was pink like Pepto Bisball, not appealing to look at at all. And she promoted it as uh basically kind of like a condiment that you can put on just about anything, and it would taste good. And she got. She got, she did pretty good. She know how to brand herself. I will give her that. I might need to, uh, take tips on from her about how to brand myself to grow this platform, cause she got other TikTok influencers in on it. Uh, I'm not sure if any money changed hand, um, but yeah, it's it was quite a mess. Um, <laughs> on the rollout, this pink sauce. Uh, people when they were ordering it, they was getting it like. And receiving it like it was a package in the mail, even though it's clearly a food. So when it, um, 
when they got the sauce, it was actually spoiled because it was out in the heat and not properly refrigerated. Um, if you seen what she actually wrapped it in, it was, you can see all this on TikTok. It was basically like, almost like an envelope. So imagine like a ketchup bottle, somebody sending it to you, sending you a ketchup bottle through the mail and you get it in the envelope when you, when you get home. Basically the same thing. So people were getting, when they got it, it was bust open, it was spoiled. Um, the color of pink was always in different variations. Um, so some people was dark and some was light. And again, it's just one of those things. Y'all be safe about how y'all looking at these TikTok people or these social media influencers. Because to me, the, the sauce itself did not look good. But man, did she not move a few units. And it was $20 a bottle, so a ketchup bottle, basically. Like a, like a Heinz ketchup bottle. The one that you could flip and stand on on uh, on his head. Imagine spending $20 on that type of bottle. I couldn't do it. Uh, my finances just not set up like that. Like I'm like Kevin Hart. I have money in my checking and my savings. And if I had to switch it over, it takes three days. I, I wasn't with it. But... Yeah, and of course with all this, because she promoted everything on social media, um, there's been a fallout, so she has been doing a backtrack on what is, what, like her culpability into it. She's saying that she's not liable. Um, somebody asked her if she checked with the FDA, which is the Food uh, Drug Administration. Food and Drug Administration, and she was like, um, "I'm not selling medicine." She doesn't. Cl she clearly doesn't know what the FDA is or what the F in the FDA is. So <laughs> I found that funny. So be careful how y'all um, get y'all food products. I understand certain things may look nice on the internet, but I'm pretty sure we all have bought a shirt or some item of clothing on the internet, and then when we got it, it wasn't. <laughs> it didn't look like the picture. So, yeah, just one of those things. Be careful of that. But, yeah, that was just a lot. That was just what happened last week. That caught my eye. But the biggest thing that happened, uh, I guess, Sunday. Yeah, Sunday and Monday. Uh, Black Panther 2, y'all. It's coming out later on this year. I'm excited. I'm a, I'm a Marvel geek when it comes to these movies. So, I'm not sure if y'all were still trying to get away from that type of news. But. Ain't gonna be here anytime one of these hero movies come out and I'm excited about. I'm going to probably talk about it, even if it's just not in depth. But this one was big on me because, again, Black Panther. We all know Chadwick Boseman, who died of cancer. Um, his this is his biggest role, his biggest accomplishment, and. To have a Black Panther 2 without the quote main character, basically, it's seems very hard to do. But it's one of those things where, like I said, back in 2018 when it came out, it was the biggest deal. It was the highest grossing movie of the year. You couldn't get away from it. And black people showed out at the movie theaters. People already talking about uh, getting Wakanda gear, getting African garb, and... Wearing all white to the to the showings, 
um, to watch it, which I'm here for. I'm probably not going to do all that, but, you know, I might wear a Black Panther shirt. But, yeah, uh, it's just one of those things where it's good to see black people celebrate something and have love for something. But then, since we are not a monolith, I have been seeing people get mad about it at the same time. And one, I'm more surprised because, yo, this is a movie. It's not, in a sense, that deep. Uh, but there's two two camps about it. There's the camp that's excited for the movie that's coming out, and then there's the camp that's mad that uh, T'Challa, Chad Boseman's character, is not going to be in a movie. And, of course, again, the Chad Boseman character, Chad Boseman died in real life, so... They could have went the more traditional route and recast it. Um, recast it to T'Challa. Which, again, they wouldn't stop me from seeing the movie. But I actually like that they didn't do that. Um, which is from what it seems. Because they did a little um, trailer where you do see the Black Panther costume one time. But if you look at the at the character... Uh, it's a skinnier character. It looks like a woman is in a costume, and that's based off the comics. Um, a black woman gets to be a superhero. And for me, I would actually like to see that. That's why I'm more excited because even though we got all these Marvel films and we talk about um, representation, there hasn't been too many black women that are the superheroes. Um, especially in the in these movies, so to see it, to have a black woman get the shot of being the headliner for a movie and being the main superhero, I think that would be dope to see, and also for representation for all the little girls to be like, oh, I, you know, they could feel excited about, it. oh yeah, I could be a superhero. I see myself as a superhero. Um, and again, go back to earlier how black kids don't get to one be treated a certain way, but. A lot of times they don't get to see themselves a certain way. So if it is um, Letitia Wright, Angela Bassett, or Lupita Nyong'o in the costume playing the Black Panther, I will be all here for it. Um, but going to the people that are mad about T'Challa characters not going to be in the movie. I understand why they're mad, but I don't think they take into account that there is a loss of a real life here. And I actually do respect Disney and Marvel for not just recasting. Because, say Chadwick Boseman died and they just got a new character. Then it seems like, then we actually make it seem like they don't care about their actors. And it's just like a, we could plug anybody in and out, which is a level of disrespect in itself. It's one of those things where it's, Danged if you do and danged if you don't. But in this instance, going back to how I like how they're doing it is because one, there's a loss of an actual human life. There were people who were talking about if other comic book characters, if their actors died in real life, they would replace them. Replace them. I don't think they would because the biggest example was the Spider-Man movie. Um... And in the last Spider-Man movie, so I'm geeking out here, there were three different Spider-Mans. Um, there was the Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and 
Tom Holland. And just think real quick in that movie. If you were to replace one of those characters with another actor because just say they died in real life under having cancer or any other unseen for circumstance. That's not the same movie. You don't get the same effect. And the fact that people are more mad because they're not going to see a character portrayed in a movie, it lets me know, like, people are kind of, when it comes to these celebrities and talk about how they care and want the celebrities to basically be the best people because they all have high platforms, they're lying. You don't actually care about these celebrities. You consider, you care about the entertainment that you consume from them. And you treat these people as commodities as opposed to people. So, like I said, I've seen people get, the only, and the reason, the only reason why I'm talking about this, I've seen people get so mad about this in terms of the fact that we're not going to have a black man on on stage. And it's like, one week, the trailer that they dropped was so black woman heavy, and I don't, and I don't think people were talking about, um, the trailer was so black woman heavy that we kind of missed the mark, was like, okay, even though there's not a man leading this, we do have representation, and that's going to be in the form of black woman, and Again, I just love black women. I see uh, you ladies as a representation of me just as I see myself as a representation of you. And I think a lot of times, and this is just probably too deep for, for the conversation, but I think a lot of times men and women, particularly black men and black women, we don't see ourselves as representing one another. We always are at odds and at ends. And, like I said, I'm just excited for the movie. Um, I'm, like I said, I need to find a Wakanda shirt. And, yeah, I need to find a Wakanda shirt. Uh, have that ready for when the movie comes out. And I'm going to watch it with the Wakanda shirt. Uh, I'm not gonna, probably not going to be able to see it the first day it comes out. But, yeah. I don't know, maybe I will. You know, the week it comes out, I might go see it. But, yeah. Like I said, it's just, I'm excited for that movie. Oh, and by the way, by it being Black Panther, a whole bunch of black cast and crew, um, you're going to, in this movie, which is interesting, and this shows how I think as black people, as people of color, we need to uplift each other. There's going to be a whole bunch of uh, Spanish or um, Latino representation in the movie as well. And I'm seeing like a whole other community get excited around blackness. And we get excited for them. And it's, again, it's being a geek, but, you know, this is my podcast. You tuned in, whatever. Um, It's beautiful to see people rally around each other. And I'm the type of person I look for that in whatever way possible because we don't get that too often. So whether it's because of maybe we got a politician in as a president or whatever or as a senator or if it's just a movie. I'm going to celebrate these little things any way I can. So, again, I'm just excited for this movie. I will kind of forever. Uh, 
Like I said, I got things that's going on in my life that I want to talk about at a later date. Uh, hopefully, things will work out where I can. Um, but again, I appreciate you guys for listening to me. Uh, tell your friends about this podcast if you're liking it. Um, or reach out to me through social media. Wholesome Black is my Twitter and TikTok handle. Uh, Black is spelled B-L-A-K. And... Yeah, just give me a five-star review on um, Spotify and on Apple as well. That will help me out and help me grow. And again, um, share this with your friends. Share this with your family. And hopefully we can grow something here. All right. Love you guys. Peace.